Yes, yes. Welcome to another episode of GP After Dark. I'm your host, Paris Real, and I'm with none other than... Nicosia. Hello, 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 you guys. Welcome back. So happy to be here. We are in the month of February. You guys all know what that means. It means Black History Month. Yes, it's Black History Month all along for GP After Dark. And guess what? <laughs> Today we're focusing on Black excellence and recognizing men of color that went from convicted felons to businessmen. One thing we don't see a lot is giving credit to our second chancers on the accomplishments they have done. Why? Because we microscope in and define them on their past so much that we tend to already erase their future. What that typically does is discourage anyone from building a positive and legal future. So this is part one, you know, so we're going to probably, it's going to probably be so juicy. We probably got to keep going to a part two and part three. But today we have some, um, we have some men today that I'm honored to know very well from the past and from now. I'm going to introduce first Jakim Jones, a.k.a. as you know it, Fatty Mac or whatever y'all used to call him back then. <laughs> He's a husband, a father, a grandfather, a licensed construction contractor since 2016. Real estate investor started in younger 20s and picked back up in 2015. Owner-operator of GP Trucking since 2016 and did 15 years prison total and just got out in 2014. Next person we have with us today is Raphael Clayton. Husband, father, owns real estate uh, since what, forever? <laughs> Moving company since 2017 transport for, um, for Amazon since 2017, non-medical transportation company uh, since 2017 and um, 12 years in and out in 2016. Man, that, that that's a lot, but it's a good, it's a good ending, good ending to a better, better future. But um, today, before I go into the past, let's focus on the future. So I'll start with you, Raph. Let's let's focus in on the future and tell me what you're doing with yourself now and what the future is looking like for you. Well, every day I'm uh, just doing the non-emergency uh, medical transportation and uh, transporting, dosing, dialysis patients, uh, people with chemo, nursing homes, uh, kids with behavior issues. And that's pretty much it and just trying to stay afloat during the tough times of the economy. All righty. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. So let's go to you now, Jakim. Tell me, um, what's your focus on now? Well, my focus on now is just building myself up as well as my family and my business. Working every day hard. All righty. Um, so I got you guys here today because, of course, you guys know each other. So tell us a little bit, how did y'all meet? Man, Ralph used to go to school together. Ralph always moved to Washington. Yeah, Washington. But I met I met Ralph at a uh, it's crazy at a dice game. <laughs> I had uh, beat one of his little guys out some money. He laughed and came back with Ralph. <laughs> he walked in. It was Ralph. It was crazy because Ralph rolled, I rolled, but we didn't gamble each other. Cause we shot alike. You know what I'm saying? So when you like a a player or a hustler or gambler, you like cuz family, bro. Cause we we ain't gambling each other. So we've been like, ever since then, cool. Got tighter, all got tighter and tighter. That's how we met, though. Okay, can you add on to that, Ralph? 
Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was at, at the Gamble. Most definitely. It was a hotel out there, I think, Brown Deer somewhere one time. Yep. When the hotel used to be back up in the corner over there by Denny's. It's like a hotel. Yep. And then one time on the block, on 45th and Lloyd, a dice game came through there, and then it just kind of went from there. Oh, okay. Used to see each other on the uh, on the pavement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the on pavement. The ground. <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. Wow. So you guys also, you know, um, not only knew each other on the pavement, but you guys knew each other behind bars too. You guys kind of crossed them bars together as well, huh? Yeah. How was that like? Or did you guys, you know, how did you click? How did you guys click? As in being the well, brothers today. Well, for me, when I Ralph was there when I got there, but when I got there. You know, he let me know what was going on, made sure I was straight, our care package and all that. You know what I mean? But uh, really, that's how we got tight, like brothers in there. And there a lot of stressful times, a lot of walking and talking. We don't walk miles together, man. <laughs> walking track. that track, man. We walk miles together. Man, we don't <laughs> walk the whole city together. Yeah, we just walk walking back and here. talking every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Event. Right, right. Thank you guys for sharing. So that's the boys. Uh, let's start with you, uh, Raph. If you can um, turn back time and change things, would you? I would say, yeah, as far as the prison part, I would. But as far as the actual experience of going through it, because you encounter different people during trying times. That, you know, I mean, people reach out to you when you're going through stuff, and then you can kind of, you know, separate yourself from people that's, you know, you just got to pick up the people that's, right there with you and make sure that they cool vice versa while you going through your storm because everybody may need just a voice it don't got to be financial they may need a ride they may need some help you know what I mean so you just never know a person's predicament can be just as worse as yours just because you're in prison yep. and it could be out you know what I'm saying so that would be my assessment my evaluation of it so wow good so that, point good point very well said I like that you know because you really don't even think about it on that end you just always think about because you in it's just horrible and you'd rather be out but you could be out and it's horrible so you know you just make something of both ends what about you Jakim if you can turn back the time um, turn back into time would you change things yeah I would yeah in a way I would in a way I wouldn't cause uh, my experience is like it like straightened me out it humbled me a lot but what part it did mess up was was my relationship and my bond with my family and my kids. I hate that part of it because, you know, I'm trying to build that back right now. But it's like that's what it really did to me. It just like messed my family up the time that I was gone. I'm, I'm like a stranger to them now. You know, I know they love me, but it's like it's rough. Right. Yeah, it definitely does. And trying to build that on right now, you can't, you know. Uh, take back the past and try to get that time back. All you can do is focus on now and doing whatever you can to focus on the future. Thank but, you. But at the same time, though, it, it like my experience, like it made me look at life different, appreciate everything different. Ralph, um, would you take back what you did and do better? To when I say take back what you did, whatever you did, if it was. True or not, guilty or not guilty, when you went did prison, would you take back that prison time? I mean, yeah, for the crime better? because I feel that you know if you selling drugs, <clears throat> my understanding is it's a form of a hustle. So 
anything that you apply your energy to is the same dynamics. You can get the same results. It's just applying it, doing some reading. If you get up to sell drugs or meet people or try to find this, the same way you got to find the resources for a grant. You know what I'm saying? Somebody to write you a business proposal. So the flip side of it is it's the same reward, you know, but you don't get to jail time. So, you know, from that standpoint, I just figure it's a mindset of a hustler. Anybody that sells drugs, they're naturally a hustler. But if they actually would have turned that around, you know what I mean, put that same energy in selling drugs, getting up, you know, whatever it is, weed or smoking or drinking, it's the same way. And if you just push all that energy on a positive versus a negative, you know what I mean, it's going to be the same outcome, minus jail or death or a robbery or having your family, you know, hurt in the process of you trying to get some illegal money. So that's my take on that. Thank you for sharing. What about you, Jaquem? Would you take back what you did to do something better? Oh, uh, most definitely. Without a doubt, I would. Okay. Did you, when you guys did what you did, did you think about the possibility of going to jail? Did that uh, going to jail? Did that ever ring? You know, bells. Do anything like I'm out here doing me gambling. <laughs> Hustling, whatever the case it's, may be, it's, it's, you it's think about the possibility. It's a trap. It's a trap. You know what I'm saying? It's a trap. You just can't be drawn in. It's a trap, though. Do you consider it a risk or a gamble? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I would say I would say both a risk and a gamble because if you're selling drugs, you already know in your mind the possibility you can go to jail any day. Every day could be your last day. That's how I always looked at it. And you know what I mean? It's like. I use selling drugs as a jump start. You know what I mean? I'm like, it ain't, I'm gonna get in there for four, five years, make some money, you know what I'm saying? Do this, get out, invest in this, you know what I mean? Help your family out, help your mom out, you know what I'm saying? Get a house, move, you know, things of that nature, just because that's your mindset. Like, oh, I gotta get it from this environment and try to make the best of it. And then when something bad happens, it's like, hey, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? You like, this is the end result. So now right. you gotta know you gotta turn it around. And you don't have that mindset <clears throat> today. Of what? Just selling drugs. Exactly. Well, I had already stopped before I got arrested, though. So I was already had a lifestyle change, you know, personally. I was already like three years done wow. from selling drugs. So when they got me, I wasn't on tape. I wasn't on video. I wasn't on the control by no one explained wow. well. I've been following my taxes since I was 16. So I had, you know what I mean, fires on that end. I was pretty much had my mind set at that age. Like, I ain't going to make this no career, you know what I mean? But, hey. It is what it is, you know. They they got to slow down black men if they feel this in the right direction because you'll see some people that they want on the street because they already know that they don't really got a shot at life and they really don't want a shot at life. So it, if you look at it and see some people, they, they ain't in too good of a shape. You know what I mean? We didn't did time and came back out and, you know, the results are tenfold. So you just say, like, whatever they've been doing the last decade. So True. So it's all about the energy and your hustle. Right. So I don't feel like nothing can stop somebody that's determined and focused and keyed in with the right support. Jakim, did you think about the possibility of going to prison? I did, but I didn't think I would. Why, you just thought you was just that cold, huh? Just, just that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just cold out here on these streets. They crazy. can't catch me. I was crazy. That's all. <laughs> just crazy. So how, how do you think about it now? It's, it's funny and scary because I sit back now like, man, I used to do that, but uh, you couldn't pay me to do it right now. Oh, cool. That's what <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> While in prison, what was y'all looking forward to? You know, you just sitting behind bars, 
chilling with Raph and uh, everybody else out, whoever there. And you know how you just like uh, daydreaming or like, man, you ain't looking at calendars. Y'all didn't like to see them calendars. I don't want to know. Keep counting days. <laughs> <laughs> but what was you looking forward to while you was in prison? Like, Talk. Go ahead, Chicken. What was you looking I, forward to while you were in prison? The release date. Like, when you in there every day, like, in, in my mind, I'm like, man, I can't wait till they bust these doors open. The release date. The release okay. date. I gotta get, can't do nothing in there. I got to get out of here. What about you, Raph? I say most definitely the release, the release date and thinking about uh, my daughter for the most part. Thinking about my parents is uh, hoping that they don't pass while I'm in here because I already know that's a, you know what I mean? That's a blow knowing that you can't put your parents to rest or that you're not able to assist them if they're going through something sick. So it's accountability. That was more so, you know, <clears throat> I felt myself like, hey, I put myself here, but you know what I mean? I didn't think about other people and how my choices and my actions affect them because, you know, that's one less person to help them if they need some help. So if you ain't there for your parents, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, that's devastating. You know what I mean? Just right. the smallest things because you don't ever know as you get up in age and they getting older, like, if if you had the kids ain't there, who gonna be there? So you know that that used to just irk me. That that was my main focus. Even though I did think about getting out, but every day like hoping you never get a call from the chapel. Like hey, right. you know what I mean? That's that'd be in the back of your head. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, that, like, that that call hurt. Right? Yeah, that call hurt, and I, and I remember making that call for you. You know, so I definitely can understand just all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Raph, with you being home five years now, right? About five, six, give or take. What is it? Six, six, five. Nine, nine, yeah, five. five years. Jaquem being home seven years. And, you know, I guess it is a coincidence, you know, you being home seven years. And you came home right around Black History Time. It was, uh, what, Martin Luther King birthday? Mm-hmm. When you came, so I think this day is a little, <laughs> a little <laughs> special celebrating. So I did ask you guys, you know, what was you looking forward to while you were in prison? So tell me a little bit of what you're looking forward to now that you guys are home. What you looking forward to now? Uh, right now I'm really just, um, I feel like I'm just really coming around year five because really I just been kind of just doing a lot of catching up, not like material stuff, but just trying to get myself in position financially, you know, doing repairs, just trying to be a father, trying to, you know, be there for your daughter, you know, a car, driver's license, a lot of different things, you know, going through boyfriends for, and <laughs> just a lot of other stuff that, you know, I ain't never get to entertain and just knowing it's different because you got that gap and you know what I mean? Just knowing that, trying to let your kids know that you're there. So that was my that's my biggest thing, uh, I think, coming out and focusing on the business and getting good help. You know what I mean? That's most definitely. Wow. Thank you for sharing. And if anybody haven't ever told you, you're doing a phenomenal job. Proud of you. I see you. And it's it's definitely an inspiration. Jaquem, what are you looking forward to now? What am I looking forward to now? Mm-hmm. Early retirement. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Ready to retire real soon. Yeah. Just chill. You got a lot of work to do. I got a little work to do. 
Mm-hmm. I got some bridges to build with my kids, but other than that, I got a little work to do, get out the way. Be an old man. Granddad now. Yes, you are a granddaddy. <laughs> yeah. When you have more than one, you got to say granddaddy. Granddaddy now. Right, absolutely. And the same to you, Jakim, if no one ever told you. You awesome. You're doing a phenomenal job. Your 180 is off the chain. And you definitely got a future to look forward to. And you definitely have a comeback that's just off the chain and real. If they don't see it, they better know. Because y'all knocking down these streets. Let's get into some hot, juicy topics. You know, I ain't Wendy Williams or nothing like that. But, uh... (laughs) I am GP After Dark, so you know we always like to have these open discussions. We got to bring our young guy, Paris Will, in, real in the scene. And, you know, let's get into some talking um, points. So, you know, I will start with you, Paris, because we haven't heard you all tonight long. And let's, let's talk about what you guys. How is it being a man of color? And I want to say when I say that, I want to focus on um, a man of color back then when you were younger versus now okay um before we get on that i do want to say um this is awesome to see um because my father he has life he got a life sentence so this is this is beautiful to see and for you Kim, man just if you feel like it's a it's a disconnect just jump that's all we really want is just to see the attempt that you, you want to make a relationship with us as kids of parents that have been convicted. That's all we want to see. Like from my dad, that's I, I tell him that all the time. All I want to see is you attempt right. to build it. That's all they care about. Even the, the missed time, that don't even matter. Don't matter. Just the, the forward, all I want to see is you attempt. Like however it is for you. You know what I mean? You ain't got to try to be something extra. You know what I mean? Like, it's just your attempt. And when you say attempt, what do you mean by going in a little bit more on attempt? Okay, go ahead. ahead. Just if it, you know, if, you know, I just want to chop it up with you for a second. Oh, you playing video games? How you play that? You know what I mean? Just just little things. Just attempt it. Just little attempts. Basically, he said, all my tries worked, even though they went crazy. He said, it worked. I've been trying. They they, they worked at the end of the day, because they're going to look back at it and say, Dad tried tried to play this game. I've been trying. Even though he he, he wasn't doing that thing. He was trying. You know what I mean? So it's just the try. It's the try that's the biggest thing. So, um, and then back to your question, um, growing up, being a young black man, I was very blind. Um, didn't didn't see, um, you know, racism. Didn't think it was a thing, really. Mm-hmm. And then one of my next door neighbors, it's a white family at the time. Uh, we were playing outside, and they called us the N word, and. That's literally the day my eyes was open to racism because I'm like, whoa, you know, what did we do? All we doing is playing tag. We just happened to run into your yard. Right into the little tulip. Yeah, and then he just <laughs> just spewed it out. So that was that. Um, and then from then, it's just being trying to figure out ways to maneuver um, through this life because it's easy to fall in a trap. Cause like you were saying, Ralph, they they set traps for us all the time as black men, uh, especially in Milwaukee. Um, and they just dropped a um, documentary called I think Growing in Milwaukee, Growing, Growing up Milwaukee. in Milwaukee. I was watching this today. Yeah, so that just expounds on it even more um, as being one of the most incarcerated um, cities for black men. But yeah, just really trying to say, okay, I'm not gonna do what my dad did. Him and his brothers tried to be. The, Thought they was the biggest drug dealers in the world. I, I don't want to. I don't want to jump down that road. But then you find yourself still jumping down roads similar, and it's like, 
you know, how do you continue to maneuver? And then you're trying to build, you know, relationships, you know, you, you know, what I mean, all the different things, headaches. And then I'm the only male in my household at the time. So it's a lot of estrogen. And then you're trying to figure out how, like, what is a man while living with women and trying to understand what what's my role. And I really didn't learn what I needed to learn until I got older. Um, until I, you know, opened books on my own and did things on my own. So that's been the biggest thing now is just continue to try to try to be a a, a beacon of light, uh, a mentor from afar or near and be an example uh, for those younger than me. So anytime I run into a, a teenager or somebody younger than me, I try to give them as much advice as I can in a way that they'll receive it because you know when you're young you don't try to receive advice you like man you don't know what you don't mm-hmm. you know what I mean then you run into that same wall <laughs> like you're like, down oh, or whatever case yes, so, hit me. that's that's where I am mentally um, and you're doing a phenomenal job you're doing a phenomenal it. job Paris and I know your father spent majority of your whole life in prison and have that affected you? it has um, like so I can I can think back to one moment. So, you know, I've tried to play every sport. I wasn't even supposed to play sports. So I'll put it like that, you know, with my health condition. But I played every sport uh, a, a coach would let me play. And I remember um, one time it was a basketball game, and all my friends, like, their parents, you know, their dads was there helping them out. And then I would, like, I had a, a, a teammate. His, he lived, like, a couple houses down from me. And, like, I would go to their house, and his dad would play us, you know, one versus two. He taught us how to, you know, uh, seal a tire from leaking and all that type of stuff, just little stuff. But um, it was a basketball game, and I scored. It was, like, maybe the second game of the season, and I I was just going crazy. It was, like, 10. But, you know, as a kid, you like, <laughs> 10 points is 50. <laughs> so I'm looking around, and I found my mama out of, like, the whole crowd, and, like, I broke down on the court. So... I, I really I don't know how I got through that game, but for some reason, just seeing her uh, really really helped me. But dang, I done I done ran it and forgot what the question was. Uh, what was the question? From your father being in prison. Oh, that from about okay. How did that impact me? Um, at first it was negative. I only viewed it as negative at first. You know, as a kid, you don't you don't think the whole situation through. You like, man. Like, like he did that on purpose, blah, 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 you know, love me. And not realizing he didn't purposely want to go to prison. He didn't right. purposely. <laughs> like, I just you know want to get mean? away from yeah, my family and like, kids forever. Like, he didn't, you know, I'm his only child. So at the time, mentally, I'm like, you know, I had a grudge and I, I hated when he wrote letters. I, I ain't, I ain't want, when he tried to draw pictures, I ain't like it. So, you know, as I got older, then I realized he didn't, you know, he didn't mean any of that, you know. And as a man, I'm like, we both have to extend olive branches to to build the relationship, even from behind bars, because I know that can be a stressful situation, um, a stressful time, especially when spending most of your time by yourself, just thinking with your thoughts, sitting with your thoughts. So that's what I got to say on that. Thank you. That's what's up. Raph, being a black man back then and now, how did that how did that feel? How did that impact you? Uh, <clears throat> I would say I didn't encounter too much racism because it's like when you're just hanging out in the neighborhood, you ain't really around a lot of w- white people. I think 
I experience it more now because people may look at you, view you different, like where are you going or you shouldn't be here or why are you asking about this or, you know what I mean? But anybody can have anything at this point in life, you know what I mean? You can't just judge nobody, how they look, how they dress. You don't know what they got going on in their own life. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's my view far as um, coming from then to now, I think is for me it's different because I'm interacting with more white people than I did first when you're selling drugs you're only dealing with exactly. people you know you know what I mean so it ain't like so I, I think from that standpoint it was um, it's, it's challenging for me because dealing with white people you just it's, it's something totally different it's new but I done made the change and you know speaking with them consistently contracts and uh, dealing with accounts uh, dealing with different bankers so you know what I mean it's just it's a process you know what I mean? To let them know, like, hey, I'm, I'm here and I'm here to stay. I'm trying to Absolutely. do the right thing. Like, we put our shoes on the same way. You know what so, I mean? So, you know. What about you, Jaquim? Was you ever impact? Well. And when I say impact, too, it's not necessarily just racism. It's just, you know, how everyone look at the color. You know, you just black and you just feel just, just different, uh, especially being a, a man. You know, like, the chances just aren't, they always slim. You know, and that was the ideal of things back then, you know, because that's how we viewed it. So. Earlier on, I wasn't like Ralph because I ain't leave my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? But as I got older, for sure, I was impacted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot. Like I used to try to, I don't try to get jobs, do different stuff. They weren't messing with me. They weren't mess. That's really why. I, well, I was going to start my own business anyway, but it, it was kind of rough, like, dealing with people. And then when I did start my own business, and I'm dealing with white people, racism, was, it's like what I do is at a all high, high all-time rate. They so funny style at work or just dealing with them and talking with them, trying to communicate, but I don't let it bother me. I used to. You did? Mm. I remember them times, like, woo, and just coaching you and developing, you know, you to say, just keep it moving. Keep your head up. At the end of the day, you gotta you got you gotta recognize a different tax bracket. You know you 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 better go to work every day. You ain't making eight dollars an hour. Like, listen, you don't gotta deal with that. You just going to work to work, and you just come home. Come home. That's it. Come home and say how you doing. <laughs> Thank you, and keep it moving. You don't have to match the energy. And it's crazy you say that because that's the biggest pressure as a black man is the come home aspect. It's like it's so many challenges. Just okay, I go to a gas station. You got you got them young cats by the door who who think they who think they are what they are, and then you're dealing with that aspect. And then you get in your car. Now you got to make sure your hands is in the right position. You ain't got nothing on your rearview mirror. Your your seatbelt on. Your your brake lights is good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I'm turning right. I ain't you, you turning to like the a, far left right. lane. I'm, you feeling like a yeah. criminal with a license and yeah. insurance and your own stuff? You know, like why are you paranoid yeah. to the police right there? You know, like I, I'm yeah. not running riding dirty. And I just <laughs> uh, what was it, Jane? It was uh, December. I got pulled over. First ticket. I've been driving since like 2010. Dang, that's long. Anywho, uh, first ticket. And I'm shaking, like I'm like, oh, cause I got my gun on me. I'm like, I'm like, all right. So I hand him my, I hand him everything. I'm just, I'm like, cause I just don't, you know, these past couple of years, you just see, just one, you know, you see, uh, Philando Castillo give everything, uh, officer. I got a gun on me. Here's my CCW, blah blah, and he gets shot. Kid in the back, wife in the passenger seat. So 
all that just run through your head, like all the different outcomes, and you still trying to maintain that you're not a threatening black male, mm-hmm. that you you're not combative, you're cooperative. So, like you said, it's that's that's a challenge in itself. Sure. Yeah. Real challenge. Real right. Yes, yeah, most definitely. Can't even protect yourself. Are you guys um, proud of your future choices now, and then why? You can go, Paris. Um, I just got to a point where I've I've let go of some things. Um, so my dad was a womanizer, and I, that was the one thing I said I wasn't gonna be, and I wound up being it anyway. So that's been one of my biggest regrets is my uh, perception towards the women that I've hurt previously and um, just hurting them period because then I start thinking about my mom my sister and how I wouldn't want somebody to do what I've done to them so that's been one of the biggest things and I just literally just got over that like I just it was it had me down because I always you know like when you're alone you kind of replay you know pain points that you don't you know chapters in your life that you don't necessarily want to keep open so I just kept looking at them and it was like I was having sleepless nights and I'm like man you just gotta look yourself in the mirror and realize you're not the same person um you asked for forgiveness you did as much as you could do um but you gotta stop putting yourself in a guilty place as if you haven't changed so that's that's the biggest thing but I feel like I conquered that cool what about you Ralph are you proud of the choices you're making now and the choices you have set up for your future? Yes, most definitely, because I know um, as far as getting contracts and reading over contracts, just because you got a business or you think you got a business don't mean you got a business if you're not making a profit and you can't continuously keep making a profit or you're structuring the wrong deal when you think you got a deal and you got a bad deal, so... I think that I'm headed in the right direction due to me doing the right calculations and assessments, and I got to turn some stuff down just to let them know, hey, my price is my price, and you know what I mean? It, it is what it is, and I, because if I don't get my price, I don't have a business. So, you know, you can find somebody else to just want to hang around for a minute. I'm trying to continue to build and continue to grow. Absolutely. Let them know, like, I ain't running an auction. <laughs> I'm running a business. Prices are non-negotiable. Because yeah, I mean, they do that because you have a you got so many different people in yeah. the field. You know right. what I mean? It's just like entrepreneurs with houses. Everybody got different contractors, different prices. Like mm-hmm. nobody never knows what somebody else is making. They nobody can tell what we can do the same thing, but our we can make two different amounts of money. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So Yes indeed, Jaquim. You proud of your of your now? Most definitely, I'm proud of my now. Why is that, sir? For one, I'm free. <laughs> you better say that. You better say that again. <laughs> no, I'm proud of my. I'm proud of my now. You know, right now, I'm growing. My family getting strong. We all growing. I can see what I'm. I'm chasing right now in life. You know what I'm saying? As a, a man, a father, husband. I know what I'm looking for, aiming for. But yeah, I can see my growth. All right. Cool. So the separation from family, being in prison, what is the little things that gave y'all support behind bars? Being separated from that family and what was the little things that gave you support? Uh, I would say unexpected cards from people that you wouldn't actually 
think that would have the time or the energy to just send you a card. They may say, uh, I'm in Vegas or an old female friend and just checking on you or seeing how you're doing or, you know what I mean, how your daughter doing. You know what I mean? Just people just reaching out because they may be going through something and they know they may not have had my attention while I was on the other side, you know, so, but now since I'm isolated, now they can actually, you know, talk to me. You may see somebody high and by, you know what I mean? You married to give them time, but when you're in prison, you'll write a book. You know what I mean? You you pour your heart out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's my take. People reach out and, you know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of works. And it establishes a different relationship with people because people be there for you during your toughest times when you're going through. So mm-hmm. that's something you can never forget. So a person may say, hey, why did somebody call you in the middle of the night? You would have changed their tire. you like, if I told you, like, you don't even know what this person did or, you know what I'm saying? You don't know. They made, made a call for you. They wanted to go check on your mama. Like, people don't know. People don't share the deep the deepest secrets that, you know, why you're in jail because people will reach out to you or you'll call like, hey, can you do this? Because somebody else didn't answer the phone. you looking for anybody to do anything that you need done while you're in there. Like, hey, can you do it? Like, no, nah, I'm working. You're like, dang. So, you know, you continue searching, you know what I mean? So some things you just never forget and you feel like you're indebted to that, a certain type of person if you're a loyal person and you respect people. So you just can't turn your back on certain people that's there for you. That's just my mindset. Not everybody is that way. So, But that's just my take on it. You got to do right by people that do right by you and continue to build and grow and help those that's going to help you. What about you, Jaquem? What little things gave you support behind bars? Little things. I would just have to say, like Rob said, the cards, a letter, a visit. You be needing that in there. Mm-hmm. Who was visiting you? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, for, in, in real life, though, that's, a, that's like Rob said, that's how you know who really with you when you in there. Like when I was in, it was crazy. I just was telling my wife the other day. I said, babe, when I was out, man, I was, I was like, all right out there with everybody. But as soon as I went down, I ain't, nobody didn't know me. Nobody knew me. I was like, who was that nigga? I don't know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Nobody knew me, so you know. I had one friend. I still got my friend, my wife. You held me down, come seeing me wherever I was. I'm all over. They sending me all over the world. I'm getting visited. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for sharing. Paris, being that you never spent a day in jail and hearing these men today talk and tell their story from man to man, is there anything you'll have to offer or any advice you would like to receive? Or both? Um you said advice received? Or like any, from man to man, any advice you would like to um, offer or okay. anything you would like to receive? Any I mean, advice? Like I said earlier, uh, when it came to the kids, just just, uh, just doing you and doing you by just giving that energy. You ain't got to try to be father of the year. <laughs> just be just be you, you know what I mean? And, and that time, that time builds up to where you think you the relationship isn't but it actually still building it up to it so i mean especially dealing with younger kids you know like the younger ones they don't they don't care they happy you know but it'd be the older ones you know it's just the waters is just a little bit different to to maneuver through but we still want the same thing like them little kids (laughs) we still happy you know we may try to put on a front like we ain't happy when we when you text us but we is you know what i mean because especially young men that's that's the number one thing we want that just the affirmation of our father we want to know that he acknowledges us he sees us and he you know, verbally says, you're doing good, you know what I mean, keep up the good work, things of that nature. So it's just those verbal affirmations, especially as uh, young males, um, 
give those and then as young ladies you know um i know that's definitely difficult and even though i i ain't got a daughter i know um it's really just not being overly aggressive but kind of being tender (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) but still being firm like even though i ain't got kids i know that's that's how it is like and just finding little it's, it's a little trickier but it's easier because once you figure out the groove with a girl, you you can't lose in their eyes. But the males, we just we kind of simple too. We just we just want to know that you you looking and that you you verbally because I know it's kind of hard. You it's a it's a mental change to switch from beyond bars, having to be a little bit more deceptive, uh, cunning, you know, all that type of stuff. To <laughs> now I can't be that way with my kids. I gotta you know what I mean like because it's easy to stay into that kind of mindset. Like, cause the way my dad write me, I'd be like, dude, I'm not in there with you. Like, you write me like, like I'm hiding stuff from you. Like, 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 what is we talking about? Like, so it's just, it's just really just. I mean, I know it's tricky waters, but just, just, just get put the foot forward. That's put the effort forward. That's all it is. Um, That's some great advice. Definitely. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, this has really been dope. Just hearing y'all stories, um, seeing where y'all are now, because um, a lot of people use. That as a crutch mm-hmm. in a negative way, like exactly. I've you know my life's over, so I'm just gonna stay with that. You know what I mean? And y'all yeah. cho- you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and, and though it, it is easy to say, you know, like you said, you know, it's you good at it, so it's it's easy to resort to it. Yeah, but put that same energy in the positive side. Yeah, so, yeah. change it. Also doing something yeah. else. Right. Like you, dang, I, I wrote down what you say. Uh, it's all about the energy in your hustle. I like that. That was that was dope. So. Mm-hmm. Put the energy in something else. Absolutely. So, Raph, if you could turn back the if you could turn back the heads of times and give advice of how you think and move now, what good advice can you give to young men out there today? And this question is gonna be for all of y'all. We want to hear your shit. First of all, I would just tell them, like, hey, man, hustling ain't the way. I mean, it's, it's an illusion. It, it look nice. It seems fast. You know what I mean? When it get the girls, you know what I mean? You're in high school or grade school. You see your cousin or brother, tennis shoes or car because or you trying to just get something to eat. If it's that bad, you just got to pick up a job, uh, do a landscape and do some cutting some grass. No, I mean, it's other ways to get money besides selling drugs and you know once we kind of accept that and pretty soon that you know weed will be legal here that's going to stop people from selling that part of a drug then that's going to create more crime so and the crime is in the community so you just got to kind of focus I would just tell like hey man it's other ways you got to get your LLC you got to try to work on the house you know what I mean whatever it is just create your own business even if you're working for somebody else that business may not be for you you might not have that mental capacity to, to deal with people or you know what I mean go through the highs and lows ups and downs of a business but it's the same thing with a hustle if you take a loss if you get robbed you got to figure it back out it's, you know what I mean so you got to look at both sides of the coin so that would be the advice I would give the youngsters coming up and some will perceive it I mean receive it and some may not they may think like oh man he don't know what he's talking about OG you know what I mean so like I say if you don't know the story you know what I mean people don't know so people look at me they're like you look like you don't look like you've never been to jail I said jail ain't gotta look you know what I mean you know <laughs> so, that was great yeah <laughs> what about you Jaquem if you can turn back the heads of time and give advice of 
you know, how the way you move now. What advice can you give young men out there today? If I can, well, if I gave somebody some advice that was trying to hustle, I would say don't because in real life, like Ralph said, if you put the right energy into working a job or a business, you're going to have twice as much money, less risk. You don't got to worry about going to jail, hurting your family, none of that, getting killed, nothing. You're getting legit legal money. It's, it's just that simple. You just got to apply yourself to it. But, yeah, uh, hustling, you're going down. What good advice can you give, Paris? Um, I think in a black community, we don't take the time to um, cultivate our gifts. Um, and I feel like we all are on this earth. We all have a gift. We all have something that, that we're great at that other people may do, but we're great at it. And I feel in the black community, community we kind of shun uh, certain gifts if it isn't basketball, football. Um, we don't really talk about, you know, people who want to be authors or people who want to um, draw or people who want to shoot movies. Like, um, I know I've seen somebody on Facebook, they kid, they, they kid wants to, you know, record videos and stuff, likes, likes cameras, things of that nature, but they keep trying to force sports down their throat, you know what I mean? So, and I feel like we have to kind of figure out, you know, learn how's your child bent and then even if you're older learn how you're bent take time to learn you instead of trying to say well everybody over here doing this so let me just fall in line you know because we all all are out here different at the end of the day we you know we don't all think the same thoughts etc so I think we need to put more time into um, understanding ourselves and, and what we're great at because then I, I think we our communities would prosper more because we don't have so many cookie cutter um, people out here We don't have so many people saying oh, I want to live a fast life Or oh, I want to do this Or I just want to be a basketball player You know it's more avenues At the end of the day I say all that to say It's more avenues So don't just stay focused on What you see shining the brightest Because in our communities You won't You know it won't be a doctor Living next door to you But you can yeah. be one You know what I mean yeah. So if it ain't a lawyer Living next But you can be one So I think right. we on that a lawyer. Wow, thank you so much for sharing Paris. Um that was a lot that was a lot. It's very deep and um definitely um the man here today has a lot of experience on the back end, the childhood and getting out and things of that nature. Um so really appreciate you know everything that you shared do you guys have anything you know else to want to discuss or talk about or things you think you know should be key or anything you feel that I may miss or any questions for us I just say uh, we just got to continue to try to help each other those around us and the ones that we encounter even though sometimes like people don't break ice meet new people because everybody just like dealing with people that they're already familiar with but we got to break down certain doors to deal with people that we're uncomfortable with dealing with and talking to to actually prosper in life because there's a lot of hidden treasures and people that you need to receive you know what I mean if you never speak to them or encounter them you'd be walking right past the treasure every day you know yeah so and probably because we're not comfortable <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we gotta get uncomfortable to become mm -hmm. unstoppable anything Jaquim any last like well I'd like to close with um <clears throat> Have faith, and um, I want to do a uh, start your own business challenge 
for all the young blacks. Start your own business challenge. Let's do it. That was dope. You know, there is a lot of challenges. There is a lot of challenges out there. That's what they do. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, so I'm glad you guys had, um, so I'm glad to have had you guys on here today. And I just wanted our listeners to know that we all have chances in life every day. We wake up to make the right choice in life. And if you had error in the past, that doesn't define your future and who you are and what you can do. You have these men that spent over a decade in prison throughout their life that changed the narrative and now building generational wealth, supporting, and spending time with their families and working for themselves. So that's just, like, awesome to know. And, you know, let's definitely give some shout-outs and um, pour out a little liquor for our dead homies and give some shout outs for those that is behind bars and give a couple tips that ways that you can support your loved one behind bars and I know you know just hearing the the men and recapping on things they said that was supportive was you know writing cars um, visits um, going out of town and sending postcards answering the phone (laughs) or giving an alternative number you know things of that nature and uh, sending money you know I don't care how big or small it is every dollar counts as long as they ain't up in there gambling (laughs) then they wasting your money (laughs) communicate positive you know about your loved ones in prison and Definitely try to, you know, the, the for the loved ones that's in prison that have kids on the outside, you know, try to be positive about, you know, um, the situation. And, of course, the situation may not be positive, but, you know, definitely not try to be negative so this child perception of their father or mother or uncle or cousin just wouldn't be so negative to where they just grow this uh Hateful, you know. I'm trying to say hateful, yeah, hateful distaste for them. You know, let them have their own decision and their own feeling for their loved one. You know, and and just understand that it's things don't happen on purpose. It's the choices we make that put us where we are, and that doesn't take away the love. The love is just, you know, afar, but it's definitely close. And until you meet again, you know, and and those things will happen, and, you know, and things can change around. So for you young people out here that's thinking, man, I can't do it. I got a background. I cannot, you know, move forward in life, and I can't make it. Oh, you absolutely can. It definitely can happen. It's destined to happen for you out here. You just got to apply that pressure, apply that energy, be patient, and um, get you a mentor, a role model, and, and stay focused. You know, um, you whatever you chase, and make sure the dream just not chasing you and you chasing it, because it, it's a lot of world out here, and it's a, we need you guys out here. We need more businesses. We need more community um, outreach and support. And you guys that's out here, you know, hustling in the streets, just like you hustling, you can hustle and motivate and do the same thing. Um, at a nine to five and turning that nine to five to your own. And believe me, you're going to be working seven to seven in your own gig. So just know that. But at the end of the day, um, we just want to end this day um, with just saying, you know, peace and thank you guys, black excellence in their own making.